Hi, Tyler. Hi, Sally. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Hi, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast I, today. Yeah, it's the best podcast. <laughs> In our opinion. <laughs> oh, boy. Intro still needs work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get there. It'll be great. I think a lot mm. of podcasts have that issue. It's not an issue, that opportunity. <laughs> That's so funny. I've been doing uh, a lot of like animal card readings lately, and I've been doing a lot of like the path, the obstacle readings. But instead of calling things the obstacle, I've started calling them the invitation. Yeah, that's much more fun. <laughs> like this is your invitation to deepen. Mm-hmm. I say invitation oh. all the time. Yeah, it's a good word. Yeah, it is. Oh, oh my goodness, Sally. Mm-hmm. What's the best thing that's happened to you since we last recorded? A lot of great things have happened. Um, I went to Justin's holiday party. And after a lot of stress and annoyance and anxiety, it all turned out great. <laughs> I... Do you want to elaborate on that at all? Yeah, I learned last minute that like this year they were stressing the dress code and because uh, last year no one dressed up and they yeah. were pissed <laughs> <laughs> there were, last year there were a lot more people in jeans and like whatever so I had had my outfit picked out for weeks and I was like oh this is what I'm gonna wear and I'm gonna be so comfortable it was just leggings and a sweater and it was gonna be great and then the night before he's like yeah so we all, we have to wear like we have to dress up everybody's wearing a dress blah 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 Oh my God. I was so annoyed. I, there are no <laughs> words for how annoyed I was. Wait, you have to say the part about how you were like, well, what kind of dress? And Justin oh. was like, not helpful at all. <laughs> yeah, no, he doesn't know how to describe these things. So he was like, you know, a dress. <laughs> and I was like, is it like cocktail attire? He's like, I think that they're wearing like cocktail attire. <laughs> like he was just, like, just repeating, repeating the words yes, that you're like, saying. Back to me you could have been saying. like a ball gown and he would have been like, yes, I think it's a ball gown. <laughs> so that was great. Um, and I really don't like shopping like in person and I hate last minute shopping. Oh my God. It's like really up there with some of my least favorite things. It seems like that's a good invitation for you to to change how you experience that. Well, kind of yeah. So then I had to like, I didn't have to, but then I was like, okay, like breathing through all of it and like was setting all the commitments and was like, every step of this journey is going to be pleasurable and fun and I'm going to laugh and it's going to be so great and feel so good. Um, so, but yeah, I had to move through a lot of annoyance and just like be real about my annoyance. Mm -hmm. before like really allowing that in and then it was mm -hmm. great then like I got home because then I had so then of course the outfit change changed my entire plan I hadn't planned on washing or drying or straightening my hair um mm -hmm. yeah but with a nicer outfit like... exactly and then I had been like oh well maybe I'll like file my nails because you know I hadn't gotten my nails done I still haven't gotten my nails done so I was like maybe I'll file them but I won't like remove <laughs> the nail polish because like who cares but then I was like well now I need to remove the nail polish <laughs> So, you know, it just like added a lot of steps. And then I was like, okay, well, then I guess I'm going to wear my contacts instead of my glasses. So now I have to do my eyebrows. So wow. it hijacked this my really day. It really was a cascading. Yes, exactly. This is why I was so annoyed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I like was like talking to, oh, and I had to wax this bottom half mm. of my legs. 
You can do that yourself. Yes, because I had to. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so then it just, I think that from the moment I, like, started talking to Sasha, to my sister Sasha, then that's, like, when things, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be fun. This is going to be really fun. Because then I was like, Sasha, I can't get a wax. Oh, so that's what happened. I got home. I was like, okay, well, I'll just get a wax because I need a wax anyway. But then I couldn't because if you had a wax pass, their system was down. So if you had a wax pass, you couldn't get a wax. You had to pay for it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to pay for a wax. I have wax passes. So... I was like, okay, what am I going to do? So I was like, Sasha, do I shave? Like, do I get like Nair? Like, what can I do? Because I don't want to like, screw up. <laughs> Nair. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to screw up all the work of like having my hair thin out and all that stuff. So she was like, no, you have to get like an at-home wax kit. But by that point, I was already home. And as you, as we already covered, I suddenly had all these things I had to do. So I told Justin that he had to pick it up for me. And he was like, he like, your party. he was so panicked that he like called me immediately oh. and he was like, I have to pick it up for you. Like, how am I going to know what it is? <laughs> I'm like, it's oh. okay. Don't worry. Just like call me from the Rite Aid. Like, it's going to be fine. And so, yeah. So then from then on, everything was great. I like my nails were, while well, my nails were soaking, I did my eyebrows per Sasha's suggestion. She was like, it'll save you lots of time. It'll be easier than you think. And it was, and it was great. And then I did my hair. I took a really quick shower. And I was get, was getting my makeup done, and then Justin, like, got home, and then he called me from the Rite Aid, and I was, like, walking through every single hair option. <laughs> um, it was great. It was a lot of fun, and I had a really wonderful time. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed the getting ready process in the end. Yeah, it was fun. All right. And the night was great, and I... So we stayed out like way later than we did last year. And then we went to a bar after and it was always like Justin's like closest work friends or what I consider his closest work friends. I guess I don't know if they actually are, Um, but they're all the ones that I like. So (laughs) (laughs) so that was really great. And I feel like I did a a sufficient job of convincing them to stay friends with me, even if Justin may not may or may not now that he's not going to be working at Lionsgate anymore. Well, mission accomplished. That's my story. Yeah, it was great. (laughs) was the best and then I got like almost drunk definitely very tipsy which I have not been in a very long time but the old-fashioned that they had there was very very strong Mm, I had an old-fashioned last night they were the best really good so that's the best thing that happened to me is that what was going to be a terrible experience was great lots of fun (laughs) lots and lots of fun (laughs) and Justin looked really hot too so we looked fabulous together. I just have some pics. You guys did look good. So that's it. That's the best thing that happened to me. Mm-hmm. There were other things, but that story took longer than I expected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What about you? Oh my gosh, so much good stuff has happened. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, my mom and her puppy Neville arrived in New York City yesterday morning for the Christmas holiday. So good. So I feel really excited that they're here. Uh... <laughs> And I don't know what else is the best thing. Best thing. Oh, Matt got new headshots and oh my, oh my God. goodness, <laughs> they're so good. Wait, before you even proceed, I have to tell you that when we were at the bar, because I hadn't really talked to Justin and all the getting ready, uh-huh. and I was like, Justin, I have to show you Matt's new headshots. <laughs> I was like, I don't care that you don't care, but I care so much that I have to show you. <laughs> Well, they're amazing, and I was, like, out shopping when he got them, and he started sending them to me one at a time, and I just had to, like, 
pull over, you know, not like, you know, like when you're like shopping, I had to like step to the side of the aisle. <laughs> I was like, I cannot shop and look at these at the same time. And I was just like sending them or I was, I was looking at them and I was like, oh my God, like you look famous in these photos. You look like you're already famous. And I was like, well, and that's the energy that we're going for. And then I sent them to Meredith, friend of the podcast. And her response was, oh, my God, he's going to be so famous. And I was like, I know, I know. This is the best headshots I've ever seen. Um, also, he just looks so hot in them. It's funny how, like, he you does. can live with a person day in and day out and see them every day. <laughs> and then you see a picture of them and you're like, holy shit, my boyfriend is fine. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I feel you. Anyway, so that was really fun and exciting. It was great. It added joy to my life, for sure. Well, I'm really glad. And if anybody wants to see Matt's headshots, I think by the time this airs, hopefully they'll be up on his website, mattstanko.com. He'd probably be mortified that I'm, like, doing a little plug. <laughs> I can't wait to put that in the show notes for everybody who wants to go check out my hunky boyfriend. <laughs> oh, he boy. looks super hunky. Well, also the best thing that happened to me is that we get to record this podcast today. I'm so excited. Me too. Um... Because our guest today is, like, one of my all-time favorite humans on the face of the earth, and I've been wanting to have her on the podcast for months and months, and my face is starting to hurt because I'm smiling so hard right now while I'm introducing her. <laughs> ah, I'm so excited, and I feel like I talk about her sometimes on the podcast. Ah, you do. Okay, okay. So, I'm sorry. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Cracking <laughs> myself up over here. Um, so, everybody... Our guest this week on A Year Ago Today is my incredible friend, Jana. Hi, Jana. Hi, guys. Yay! Hey! <laughs> We're doing it. We're here. We're here, y'all. Oh, man. I'm in, I'm like literally in a corner, like next to a utility closet in my apartment. But I think, I think this is, I know that this is where like the good energy is. So this is great. <laughs> Oh my goodness, it's so funny. We've had oh, so many technical yeah. problems yeah. getting on this call. And she'd be like, Jana, get closer to your internet. <laughs> oh man, that's yeah, that's about as close as I can get without actually being in my roommate's oh, room. So. Ah. <laughs> oh, oh right. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Um, the other side note that is so fun for me is that Jana, I think, is my only friend that, well, I don't want to say that. If you're my friend and you also listen to the podcast every week, like, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. But Jana's the only person that I, like, know for sure of course. in my <laughs> life that listens to the podcast every week. <laughs> and it makes me so happy. And then I just feel like she already knows everything that's going on in my life, kind of. And it's like, I don't have to so much when I see so much. That's really handy. <laughs> it is handy. I like that. So anyway, Jana, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, I want to invite you. Couldn't get really centered in what was going on in your life a year ago today. And try to really go back to how you were feeling in your physical body. And when you are in that space, share with us in one word how you're feeling, please. Relieved. Oh, that's not what I was expecting you to say. 
That's a good one, though. Yeah. Well, so a year ago today, Jana had just experienced a breakup. And the interesting thing is I, I feel like I, I know a lot about this story and also don't know a lot about this story at the same time. <laughs> so I'm really excited <laughs> to have you here to talk with us. So this breakup was a big um, – like demarcation point, I feel like in your life, it was like before the breakup, after the breakup. If I, is that true? Yeah. Um, it was the end of my first relationship ever in my life. And I feel like, I feel like if ever the phrase go big or go home was more applicable to anything, it was, it was this, I, Ah, uh, yeah, it, it was, I learned so much about myself through this experience more than I ever thought possible and also not in the ways that I ever thought I'd learn them. And that was both very difficult and completely amazing and was one of the times where I felt emotionally the fullest that I'd ever had in terms of like feeling all of the emotions at all ends and spaces of the spectrum at once. Mm. Well, Mm. I really was not expecting relieved to be (laughs) the word. I thought you were going to be like fucking shitty. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) So can you talk to us a little bit about that? Definitely. Um, So the person that I was with was also in a long distance relationship with someone who lived on the other side of the country. And when I'd met him, we were both in the same creative space. And it was interesting because it wasn't necessarily like, you know, I met him and like sparks were flying or whatever. And it was interesting also because I'd gotten into this, this group And they always say, it happens when you're not looking. And that phrase always frustrated me because (laughs) as someone who was very preoccupied by having this thing that I feel like everyone else in my life had had, I'm like, how in the world are you ever, I actually don't understand how you're ever not looking. And then I, you know, do the whole thing where I was like, I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. And of course. You mean to be in a relationship? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I would tell myself that I'm not looking. And, of course, it doesn't work because that, that look, you're still, you're still yeah, looking. Yeah, I'm, I'm not hunting for friends. I'm definitely, definitely not shopping around no, for boyfriends. I'm, sitting... I'm definitely not hoping to meet anyone today. This is me. This is what I sound like when I'm not thinking about this. Um, and so, but then I got into this group and it was something that I'd wanted for so long. And I was so excited and it was going to, you know, advance my professional career and so I actually was one of the first times in my life that I really wasn't thinking about it and yeah like at the time it had a really I really just I was so unhappy in my job I was so unhappy in a lot of ways in so many ways and then I was like yes this thing I got it this is going to change my life I'm going to make this change my life um was that young blood yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay to say the name here yeah okay Um, John is a playwright yeah and young blood is a group that uh, fosters young playwrights. Um, so I was like, I got in, and I was like, yes, here we go, here we go. And then I met him, and I was like, 
Okay, and it was funny because I feel like the first time we met one another, I, I consider myself like a pretty intuitive person and someone who is able to get a fairly accurate read on people within first meeting them, not as like a, not as a judgment to shut down and not talk to them, but I feel like I can be like, okay, to me, you feel like this. And I remember meeting him and I couldn't do that immediately. And that's something that I take note of if there's someone that I feel like I can't feel that frequency with as quickly Mm -hmm. as I'm used to. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then we we're at a performance and it happened and it was great. And then after there's a party, we're hanging out at the party and we were talking and something that really struck me was that he wouldn't let me sort of perform my usual quote unquote performance in a casual conversation. He would like call me out on what I was doing and Hmm that really took me back and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I see you. You see me too. I get it, I get it. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so, oh my God, I love this. So, <laughs> so that really, like, that immediately, that immediately made me uh, let down my guard. And, mm-hmm. and we were talking, and because I hadn't seen him at the meetings that we'd had previously when the year started. And so I was, you know, asked him where he had been. And he said that he was in California visiting his girlfriend. And I was like, oh, you know, that must be hard being so far away from her. And then he began to describe how they're in an open relationship, but he's also not sure that he really likes this city and is, you know, very much loves California and is planning on moving there. And he asked me how I felt about the city. I was like, I love this city. <laughs> if I died here, that would, I would be fine with that. Um, and then the conversation sort of ended. You didn't, you know, go beyond that as conversations at parties often do. So then it just sort of, I was going to say escalated, but I don't really know if that's the right word. I guess it escalated rather quickly because then I was like, oh, that was a nice conversation. He seems like a pretty cool guy, but it also wasn't necessarily a situation. I was like, oh my goodness, I want to surround myself with this person constantly Mm -hmm. at first. Um, Wait, I have a question. Yeah. When you first heard that he was in an open relationship, what was your immediate emotional, like physical reaction to that inside your, inside your body? Were you like, was it like an opening or was it like a distancing from that? Ooh, great question. Um, oh, I think it was both, if that's possible. I was just coming off of... I was just coming off of seeing someone who I would not say that I was in a relationship with, um, who had a lot of interesting views about that and had spent a lot of time like telling me how it was and telling me this and telling me that Mm -hmm. and telling me why it works. And so initially there was that sort of resistance to it because of that, but also in that with that particular person, I saw how unhappy he was in general. And I felt like you really in saying this, I feel like you're trying to prove a lot of this stuff yourself. So then when I met the guy that I dated for a year, I was like, this doesn't feel like that to me. So that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And he had an openness about him that made it seem inviting 
and made it seem less angry than this other guy had <laughs> like previously explained to me about it. And I honestly just, I thought too, how just really how hard it must be. Like I, I have to be in the same physical space with the person. And I, I know that about myself. When did open relationships become a th- like so popular? When I was in an open relationship, nobody was in an open relationship. It feels like, like everybody the only is now. People that were in open relationships were like significantly older than us, and right. so I had to keep like reaching out to people on the internet. Thank God for feminist blogging, because otherwise I would not have <laughs> have, have, have had any community around or support around open relationships. This is like fascinating to me, just that two guys back to back that you dated <laughs> were in open relationship. I'm like blown away. <laughs> I, I, okay, oh, girl, yes. So. <laughs> okay, and also. Yeah. The interesting thing to just point out is that we attract things. Exactly, that's what I was gonna so, say. It's interesting that that's what you would attract. Yeah, yeah. To a point where now I'm doing a lot of work also in examining why that is. And and I think I know. It has a lot to do with it has a lot to do with what I had in the past internalized is what I think I deserve. And also being being scared to find someone who I would actually have to allow myself to be that open and that vulnerable with and that close to, even though it's something that I want so much, which is so interesting. It's like, I'm both very made very nervous by it. And, but it's like, but I want it. (laughs) Um, It's, It's so interesting. I'm thinking as you're talking, I have another friend and she is constantly ending up in emotional entanglements with men who are married or otherwise, like, um, seriously committed. Yeah. And it's, it's painful for her. And at the same time, it's like, okay, this is a clear pattern now. Right, right. (laughs) It's time to look at this and, and get really real with yourself about why, why you're adding this extra barrier in to actually receiving the kind of love that I know deep down you want to receive. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I know you and I have talked about this already, but yes, but yeah, it's, it's something that I, I feel like I have to keep talking about also because it helps me get deeper and deeper into releasing whatever this, whatever this belief is or whatever this belief is that tends to attract these people who for the most part are lovely people, but I know from literally with this gentleman, it's like I knew from the get go that he could not give me what I wanted. Like he told me that. We'll be like, okay, yeah, eyes open here, and I'm gonna proceed straight ahead. Like exactly, and it's like he was saying. So so things so like I'm. it, It was fun and it was cool and it was whatever. I didn't really think anything about it, and then we had another event and. I remember, like, I said a joke to someone else, and he happened to be next to me when I said it. And um, then... Uh, yeah, he, like... yeah, yeah. He just happened to overhear <laughs> a very funny joke. She was honest. I was being hilarious. <laughs> you know, as I do. And um, and he, like, I and I don't know. I was, like, looking around and see, like, yeah, yeah, who thought that was funny? And then he, like, <laughs> gave me, like, 
he like looked at me and then the look lingered and I was like ah, was that was that flirtatious I can't no. tell <laughs> so then later on we were all going to the bar after this particular event and he was like you're gonna go to the bar and I was like yeah and he's like good and I was like okay that was definitely flirtatious so I found oh my myself God. being love that so much when you're flirting with somebody new. it's so fun it's so fun it's so fun and then so I found myself we were at the bar we were talking and he just got me to immediately open up about so much. I felt so comfortable talking to him. And he was just so warm and so incredibly inviting in a way that I had personally not really experienced with other guys before, um, romantically or platonically. Mm. So I was like, oh, this just feels really... Good. And this is the first time that I feel like I'm having an interaction with a guy and not hoping for something romantic out of it or not like angling. I'm actually just present with this person. Mm-hmm. And that felt really, really nice. And then the conversation progressed, more drinks are had. <laughs> Um, and it just opened up that, you know, this could be, he and I could be something that we explore, particularly given, and it also, I surprised myself because a lot of the conversation was around people that we dated in the past and our relationships and relationships to intimacy. And he talked a lot about his girlfriend and I just, I was so not blown away but I was just so like wow I'm impressed that you managed to maintain this deep connection being so far away from one another that I that's that fascinates me and how much trust that requires and how much communication specifically that requires mm. and and then he and I just I really I really liked that and I really yeah. liked and he was showing me in communicating with him he was showing me how good that could feel to talk to someone. That yeah, there's way. so many things like in that that are really attractive. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And it You're was like almost... I have my eyes wide open. I see exactly what I'm walking into, but it feels <laughs> right. so good. <laughs> it feels so nice, and it feels so. It feels just so full and so warm, and like a place where I want to be. Mm. I, so in that conversation we had about relationships and about what we were looking for, I was very honest in that I wanted someone who could be a partner, but that I was open to exploring because I did not have really any experience in this arena at all. Um, he was the first person who I had ever like dated consistently in my life so like nothing in high school nothing in college and I had a lot of insecurities surrounding that and why that wasn't happening and but I finally felt in a place where I didn't feel desperate about it so at the same time at the same token I was like I do want to explore and I do want to see what this feels like and take it you know one step at a time and really get to know me in every stage of this but also at the same time I want the thing like I want the I want the thing I want the committed full 
thing. So it was like, I want to have the growing pains because I feel like they're important, but I also just really don't. I want to get over that. And like, I want to just have what I want right now. So then he's like, okay, okay. Um, this is where I'm at. I have someone that I love very much and she lives across the country, but also we are open to having relationships and having emotional connections with other people while we're away from one another. And if this could be, if you feel like this is something that could be part of your exploratory process, then I would really like to be part of that. And I said to myself, you know, I, I like you and yeah, that's, this feels good. This feels good to me right now. And so it continued and it sounds so like a small thing, but at the time he was the first person that I'd ever been intimate with who like texted me back, which sounds so sad as I say it out loud, but, um, but was the truth. It was both amazing at so many points and there were so many things that made me so happy. He was one of the first people to ask me how I felt, that one of the first guys that I'd ever been with to ask me how I felt about anything. Hmm. Not to say that the other people that I'd been with were terrible monsters at all, but we just, it, for them, it was not that. And to be with this person and, and to have him tell me that he cares about me and have him ask me, you know, how I'm doing with this. Because with, with this, this A being my first relationship and particularly being my first relationship with someone who was also in a very committed relationship with somebody else, it was a very, I was navigating, I feel like, a lot at once. And it was sort of a crash course in in showing me in practice how I felt about a lot of these aspects and, and in certain arenas of a relationship. And, but he did, he was very consistent in checking in with me as to how I felt about it every step of the way, like what's going on for you, what's going on for you right now. And something that one of the biggest things that I took away from this, one of the biggest things that I learned is that when it came time to express the harder feelings and the harder emotions that I was going through, I, in the past have been someone who has to go away to have emotions and and deal with them privately and then and I was gonna say like and come back to the other person but usually at least in the past there wasn't a come back to the other person it was just I had the emotions and then I dealt with it by myself and then I would go back to that person being fine and I was so confrontation averse (laughs) (laughs) that I tried to approach a two-person problem or two-person opportunity to have more communication I liked what you were saying earlier about it not being an issue uh, by solving it by myself and I realized quickly that within this relationship that was actually making me I felt I felt crazy I felt so crazy so he was the first person to ask me, like, please tell me, this is only going to work if you tell me how you feel, if you tell me what is going on for you. And I realized that even though I am someone who I consider myself quite articulate, um, very 
vocal and a writer, words, words are what I love, words are what I do. But when he would ask me that question, I was so overwhelmed with emotion that I couldn't speak. And that was so frustrating for me. What was really coming through for me while you were talking is like, you were talking about, you know, going away to deal with a problem by yourself. And also talking about like, being in, it's, I was thinking, I was having this thought, wow, it's like so interesting. It's like a, your first, I think, really emotionally involved relationship, it seems, that it would also be like with this added obstacle of being with a person who is also with someone else. Yeah. It's like that's so much, like a relationship is, I think most relationships are challenging because that's the nature of being in relationship. Mm-hmm. And, to add that on top of it, it's just like, whoa. And so the question that I had coming through was, was there any energy for you on a subconscious level, even if you weren't like consciously aware of it, of like, if I am whatever enough, you know, like good enough or like calm and cool and collected enough um, about this whole open relationship thing or whatever, that this person that I really am attracted to and, and have feelings for will will love me best, will choose me, and then I will ultimately get what I want, which is to be with just this person. I'm just wondering if that was, like, operating for you. It was at 100%, and then also I feel like at times was was not, and that shocked me. Like you said, it's 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 there's so much work required in being – in a relationship anyway and then even a great relationship even even a wonderful relationship relationships require energy and and time and effort and hopefully in a way that doesn't feel like either party is sacrificing too much but it's not just going to happen by itself and so this this checking in while was really helpful and it gave me definitely a push to like include him on what was going on with me it also, I was also just constantly crying. Like I was just always tears, good tears, bad tears, mm-hmm. always tears. Alone or in front of him or both? That was the thing though. He, in front of him, both, mm-hmm. both actually. But also it's the first time that I'd felt comfortable doing that in front of the person. Um, and, but I actually said to him, I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to be the one who cries. Like, I don't want you to feel like oh, I'm going to go see her again. Like, and she's going to cry and I'm going to comfort her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've been in like, that relationship be... before. <laughs> yeah, it's like I want to be, I want to be fun. I want to be. I don't. I got nervous that he was going to start to approach me with kid gloves. Mm. I didn't want the checking in to be what our relationship was about. If that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And so from that mindset and from that mentality, I often wanted to be like exactly what you said. It's just so cool, so easy, so fine with everything. If I love him hard enough, if I show him how much I love him, then, you know, then he'll see. Because, you know, he, he was someone who truly said, I care about you and I think you're wonderful. But then I felt like what always came after that was, but... Rather mm-hmm. than I think I care about you and I think you're wonderful, and and it was really really difficult for me to believe that he cared about me and thought I was wonderful, and then a butt could still follow. Mm-hmm. And I was well, like, well, if you think I'm wonderful and I'm here, 
How is this not an obvious decision? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Like if we are theoretically on the same page, why is this not happening? Why is this not happening for us? Um, I don't, I don't understand how you love. And sometimes when you show me how you love me, it doesn't, it's not the way I, it's not the way I thought it was going to look. It doesn't feel the way I thought it was going to feel and might not be the way that I need to be shown it. Mm-hmm. And to get to that place, to make that evolution took a long time and at times felt really, at times hurt a lot and at times made me happier than I feel like I'd ever been in that way. Um, and with no other person have I ever experienced like such a full range of emotion. And it was so interesting because like there were points at which I felt crazy because my emo- I was not used to having so many emotions at once and, and, and learning to trust someone with my heart was like Amy Schumer has this joke when that she's like, I don't understand why people feel like, or people say falling in love is so amazing and it feels so good, but do they actually remember falling in love? She's like, it's terrifying and a lot of times painful and crazy making. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, for me, for me learning to trust him was so scary for reasons that I think I knew. It's like, Jonna, he can't give you what you want so let's look, take a look at, you know, why you're trying to give all of yourself to him. But I also was like, I want the experience of this, though. And it might not feel the way I thought it was going to feel, but I think it's important for me to have it. And I think it's important for me to learn from it. I definitely did think that if I threw all of myself at him, that it would work, quote unquote. But that didn't include him in the equation. That didn't include him. <laughs> I was going to say, I have a couple of questions. One is that, like, you yeah. sound, in retrospect, or, I mean, talking about it now, it sounds like you were like, this hurts, but this is an important learning experience, so I'm going to stay. And I want to know if that was actually the conscious energy that you were in when you were going through it, or if that's just something that you have as you've like processed this experience that you've come to understand? When I was going through it, I don't think I realized how much energy it was costing me. Mm-hmm. And I say this for myself, when I say crazy, I, I don't mean it to have any sort of, um, I, I feel like I'm aware of the fact that women can sometimes be described as crazy when they get emotional but I felt out of control of my emotions in a way that made me feel like, I'm like, I, who am I? What is going on? So when I felt like I was getting to that very anxious, sort of unstable point, I was like, oh, ding, 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 ding. This is an indication that I need to talk to him about what is bothering me. And even though that seems obvious, it took me a little <laughs> while to learn. But then once I started doing that and we started communicating, we were usually able to work through whatever I had questions about or felt unsure about, or at least I got an answer to so that I wasn't wondering because the wondering was what was making me so anxious and like the trying to predict his actions and trying in my head, deciding how he felt about a thing rather than just asking him how he felt about this thing. 
So, and then I would do that and then I would feel amazing again. So I think in that I was only focusing on the growth that I was making and not sometimes about how much it made me sad sometimes or how much it hurt me mm-hmm. sometimes. And then in looking back at it, it, it was interesting. I was reading my journal entries from when I was with him and just reading them, I got to an emotional place of like starting to feel like how I felt when like, I guess, underneath of what I was focusing on or what I was not including or looking at when I was with him. And I got back to there immediately. And I was like, oh, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This is, it's so interesting that I can, I just, I didn't consciously see this, what I'm feeling right now. I didn't see this then. What were you feeling? I was feeling like... I was standing in fog and I didn't know where to go. And it and and I couldn't see anything. So while it didn't feel immediately threatening, it's also like I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. And I don't know which direction is going to lead me to Am I going to walk into something something amazing? Is the fog going to clear? Or am I going to walk into something painful? Mm-hmm. And the possibility of both of those things being equally present and wanting to move and, and wanting to trust myself that I knew which direction to move in, but also not trusting myself that I knew which direction to move in. Well, it's not a safe feeling. No, it's not. Well, this so interesting. I when you're talking about this relationship, not on the uh, surface of it, but energetically, I'm like, I've been in this relationship. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's what's really coming through for me. Speaking of my own experience, is a uh, feeling of, you know, it's like if. It's like convincing the person how much you're worth loving. Yeah, but exactly. But doing it almost through how much you're willing to suffer on behalf of the relationship. And it's like, I'm yeah. willing to stay here in this pain and uncertainty and feeling of not being safe because I love you so much. And hoping that that is going to convince the person to treat you the way that you want to be treated. Rather than being like, you know what? Fuck this shit. Doesn't feel good. And right. I would like to go where it's sunny, please. Or raining. <laughs> right. It could be raining, but it's like to be in a place where I really can't see and not know if that's ever going to change. And like that constant state of anxiety. I do want to be clear in that. Another way that I punished myself was the fact that he verbally, very clearly gave me opportunities. He would, he would tell me, he's like, if ever this doesn't feel good to you, we don't have to do this. Right. And yet, and yet. Right. You stayed. Yeah. Exactly. I kept being like, hey, yeah, 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 here, 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 for sure, for sure, for sure. You're like, yeah, this feels <laughs> terrible. This feels terrible, but I love you and I want to prove that and I'm going to stay yes. in what feels bad. But I uh, love you. God. But I love you. This feels terrible, but I love you. And that I just feel is like worth it. I'm like remembering like me crying on the floor of my bedroom and Sally just like kind of sitting there looking at me when I've been in this place <laughs> being like, 
<laughs> being like, why doesn't he love me enough to show up for my birthday or whatever it is, you know? Right. And, yeah. I mean, none of these things, the entire time that you've been talking, I'm like, well, none of these problems are because he was in an open relationship. Not even one yeah, of them. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's it, the it, thing it, is like, it's all universal. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, it, it is true that an open relationship adds its own set of, you know, challenges and whatever, but, like, in hearing what you're talking, like, in hearing what you're saying, most of those things that would normally come up were not really the things that you were dealing with. I mean, besides the fact of, like, oh, well, he's going to choose me, that is a common one of, like, oh, right. if, if you're not a person who's also, like, all in on the open relationship front, then I think right, that is exactly. something that's always operating, but besides that one, it's like all of these things are just relationship things. It just so happened that he was in an open relationship. <laughs> well, because I think yeah. it's all about as we grow into adulthood and learn how to engage inside romantic relationship that almost everybody is kind of unavailable in some way. Yeah, well, yeah. it's because we never learned how to like that's yeah, not a, t- well, a thing that we that they teach in school. This I is blame... how you're in relationship. The education system. <laughs> I agree. And also my parents. <laughs> well, this is a really great plug for Relationships First, which is like an initiative to teach people and including young people how to be in relationship and how to like use relationships as an opportunity to grow and to learn about yeah. the world and to learn about yourself and to not look at them in this like antagonistic, fraught way. Like I think that people often think of relationships in like, very black and white terms which is really weird because i would i find that out of like any growth opportunity or like any situation that we're in it's probably the least black and white i like to think of it sometimes and like you know there are things you know with your head you head know and then there are things you know with your heart and you heart know i'm just constantly learning sometimes and being surprised by within myself where those disconnects lie within me if i were to say that out loud my head would say it's it's black and white. You either want to be with me or you don't want to be with me. And then my heart is so clearly like, no, you you both have very strong feelings for one another. And maybe this isn't what you thought it would look like, but it's what it feels like. And that's very real. And that was very difficult for me to sort of reconcile within myself. And I struggled. Um, I struggled in trusting that. I struggled in trusting the good of it. And I struggled in trusting that it was going to be what it was rather than trying to muscle it into something else. And of course, the more that I tried to muscle it into something else, the more difficult it became. Mm-hmm. The more the more it tried to wriggle out of my grasp and then the, hold, the, the tighter I tried to hold it. And all of this also is on top of the fact that he... You know, in that first conversation we had, we talked about his possibly moving to California, and then that became an increasingly real possibility over the course of our relationship, and so that I knew that at some point he was leaving, which is also a struggle because it's like I'm falling deeper and deeper, you know, into emotional connection with this person, and he's literally telling me, I'm not going to be here in like five minutes. And wanting to and my head wanting to stop myself from going to that emotional place with him but my heart not wanting to do that my heart my heart knowing that this is not going to turn out the way that you ideally thought it should 
but I am getting to flex so many muscles right now that I've not gotten to flex. And I'm excited by that. And I said, okay, heart. Okay, heart. We'll go with you. Mm-hmm. We'll go with you. And, and I think that's why I felt relieved when he left because I had, I had not realized how much energy the fog cleared mm-hmm. when he left. That's mm-hmm. what happened. And I had not realized how much energy I had put into it, how much time and how much brain space and how much heart space I'd given to this thing. And there was also the added thing of the fact that it's, I realized I'd put so much energy into this thing with this man who's going to fly off to California to be with the woman that he'd you know, initially loved in the first place. And it was just so, that was the moment where I felt like, you know, you did all of this, you did a lot of this, I was going to say work, you did a lot of this participation and a lot of this growth for you, which has been invaluable and which I would never take away for the world, and which I loved even when it felt hurtful. But at the same time, it's so funny that you did you did all of this and then sort of and still came back to square one. You did all of this for someone who you knew, you knew at the beginning was not going to end up with you and had his heart in a place with someone else. And in that way too, it also, I, I think going into it, in the beginning, initially thought that he was going to be different. He was going to be the guy who, like, because I had a tendency in the past to be attracted to men who were unavailable because of my own insecurities. But then I was like, he's going to be the guy who that's going to be different with. <laughs> yeah, I'm in control. He's totally I'm, I, I see what's going on. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's he asks me how I feel. He's here for me, you know, emotionally. He's here. He's physically here. He's physically here. And then when he left, I was like, he was actually just the opus of mm-hmm. of the thing, of the guy <laughs> that I can't have. The guy that I can't have. Even though he showed me the ways in which someone could care about me, he was still that guy. And like you said, Tyler, it's like he told me he was not going to be this guy for me. The guy that rather I wanted him to be or in my head I thought that I wanted at the time. He's like, I can't be that for you. I can't be that for you. I can't be that for you. And it wasn't until he left where I was finally like, oh, he couldn't be that for me. He told me that the first time we ever talked. (laughs) I hear that now. Right, exactly. Like, I, because, yeah, he would say it before and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really... I'm not really understanding what that, what that means. I feel like the what's really coming up for me right now is, uh, I guess I'm wondering what I would do in his shoes. Like, I feel as though I would, I hope, this is the person that I hope that I am. That I would say, you know, after it became evident how much you were suffering, because that's what you were doing even with the good parts, um, to be the yeah. person who says, you know what? I'm a hundred, but I can't be what you need. And I care about you deeply. And 
I'm going to walk away from this because you deserve to have what you need. You know, and it's like, I don't know. I know that's a, like, I don't know if that's actually how I would react if I really did have deep feelings for someone and wanted to be near them and, and the other person that I loved was far away. So there's also maybe that element of selfishness and wanting someone here and, and now. Yeah. But it's like, I would hope that I would be the kind of person that would, that would say, you know what, this isn't good for you and I have some power to do something that's going to support you by actually not being with you anymore. I've thought about this recently and I I am almost 100% certain that I would not do that because I the other thing that like is really important about relationships in particular but also life <laughs> is like your ability to take responsibility for your life and it is not my responsibility to take responsibility for your life and so it's like unless it I mean I cannot imagine a situation where unless the other person was like, it physically hurts me when we're near each other, then I might be like, well, then why do you keep coming here? <laughs> like, right. like, you you should maybe go. <laughs> but like, otherwise, it's like, well, you're still here. You're still showing up as yourself. We're, we're learning. We're discussing. We're growing. It doesn't, you know, maybe it doesn't always feel good. But like, if it were to still feel good to me... I cannot imagine a situation where I'd be like, well, because like, because we don't know like the, what the other person is feeling and how much they're getting out of something. So I don't know. The reason that I've been thinking about it so much is because I have often been, not often, it probably only happened like twice, but I have been in the situation <laughs> where the other person, like I have the power to leave the situation that the other person is like making me not feel so good. And in, in, in those instances, I never was like, hey, guy, like, this is not making me feel good. So, like, what do you think we should do? <laughs> like, like, I've just been like, well, right. it still makes me feel good enough for me to stay here. And whether that was true or not, that's what I believed. And so that's mm -hmm. not his responsibility to then come to me and be like, well, I don't think that that's true. Because if anything, that would that probably would upset me because he he tried that and I got so angry Yeah, because they're taking away your power like even though it yeah. seems like oh well I'm the person you know in a position of power blah 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 but like then you're taking the other person's like advocacy and power and like all of that agency. stuff away yeah agency that's the word I'm looking for <laughs> yeah um, yeah like that's you're taking it away because you're making a decision for them that they did not ask you to make well, I don't know that I would be making it for them, though. I mean, I guess the way I said it, it really would sound that way. But it, like, <laughs> I guess for me, it would be like, you know what? Like, well, and again, we don't know the degrees ever. But it would be like, <sighs> I can see that this is hurting you. And that doesn't feel good to me. You know, it's like, it's, well, yeah. it's back to what Jonna said about, like, do I have to start treating this person with kid gloves? Or, like, as, like, starting to wonder, like, they're crying all the time. It's like, there is a point at which... I don't know. Maybe this is a huge oversimplification. And like I said, I'm not in the situation. But I feel like taking care of myself at this point in my life would be like, you know, I don't actually want to be involved in this because it doesn't feel good to you all the time. And mm -hmm. I feel like I'm causing you pain. And that and, doesn't feel good to me. Yeah. You know, and so it ultimately he... would be, I think, me taking care of myself. Which, 
of course, then it's clear why, <laughs> like when I say it that way, it's clear why so many more people don't do that is because taking care of ourselves in that way is kind of like the ultimate self-care. And I think that that's a really challenging thing for a lot of people to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just being your imaginary ex-boyfriend, yeah. Jonna. It's like, <laughs> I can say now, like, I hope I would walk away because I could see that I was hurting you and because that didn't feel good to me. And at the same time, if I do care about you deeply, wanting to be close to you, even though there is pain involved for both of us. I don't know. Relationships are complicated. <laughs> <laughs> I really love hearing you explain it that way, Tyla, because I never really thought about it that way in that I felt at the time very, very similarly to how you just explained it, Sally, in that I felt like he was making a decision about us based on how he thought I felt. Mm-hmm. And I was so frustrated and I said, do not do <laughs> Which that. Which is so funny because you just told us that you would like try to go away. Exactly. And be like imagining how you think he feels and that that was the source of so much of your pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and that hypocrisy... <laughs> didn't dawn on me until much later because well because that happened that happened and he said you know he's like I've been thinking about the way that you described that the other people that you've been intimate with even on a relatively surface level when you describe how they treated you I realize that I'm not treating you too dissimilarly to those people and I'm like you're treating me better than they are he's like I know but I'm still not giving you what you need and then I could hear in his voice what he's about to say and I was like no no, 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 no. You don't get to do that. You don't get to end this because because of how you think. I feel you have to trust me that I know what I'm doing and I'm doing what I think is best for me. So if you want out of this, do it because you want out, not because you think that it's best for me or better for me that we not do this anymore. And he was like, okay, okay, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you and how you feel. But then it was so interesting because then he would say he, you know, he cared about me and I'd be like, no, 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 you don't mean it. I keep, and it's like, I, yeah, this, I keep, it's so interesting that, cause like now I keep thinking back on like our conversation, Tyla with about the conversation that Tyla had with Matt. Um, and like the notion of like, well, you need to show up the way that you want to be received. And so, and most people, maybe not most, a lot of people <laughs> don't approach life that way. Yeah. So, you know, I think that it takes a really significant amount of self-awareness and like power and strength and awesomeness to like do the thing that Tyler was describing of like, well, I'm not making you feel good and that doesn't make me feel good. So I'm going to leave because part of what then they need to examine is like, well, why am I not making you feel good? Oh, because like, right. I'm... <clears throat> consciously went into the situation and how do I feel about open relationships and did I mean to like have two women fall in love with me I don't know like right like that requires a level of self-examination that I don't know a lot of people are willing and excited to do so I think that that is why it is more common to end up in the situation that you're describing Jonna the one that I've been in where it's like well I think that like we should stop because you seem to be not great at at this <laughs> where I'm like well <laughs> no thank you <laughs> yeah. but like that's a very different thing than like this is making me not feel good and like all of those things and yeah. like what does this mean blah blah yeah, blah it's the same like end action ending the relationship yeah. 
And there are so many different ways to come to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jonna, there's something that I'm really interested in, and it's something that I brought up at the very beginning of the episode when we were kind of introducing the topic about the fact that this breakup, you know, I've only known you, I don't know, however many, four or five, six months, and <laughs> I don't know how long. feels like a lifetime. Yes, it feels like but so much longer. It feels like this breakup was a huge, like, demarcation point for you in terms of, like, before the breakup and after the breakup. And that what you've experienced since the breakup has not been easy or felt good necessarily. And that, I mean, from what I know about you, I know that you're moving through all of that and coming to a a place that feels much better inside of yourself right now and that you've been working to get there. But I want to know, you know, like life before this breakup, life after this breakup, like what did this breakup, what did you make it mean about you? How did it affect your life? I'm, I'm actually much more interested in how the breakup affected you than I am, I think, and how much we've been talking about the relationship itself. Definitely. Life before this breakup, I feel like I experienced emotions in a very binary way, if that's the word that I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I either felt happy or I felt sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with him, I felt overjoyed, furious, anxious, upset, curious, <laughs> excited. So being with him, I felt all of the things. It changed me most in a way that I feel like I realized I was living my life, not necessarily consciously, but I was so focused on the outside. I was, I was so product-oriented in every sense and capacity of the of the phrase and in more aspects of my life than I'd realized. I, if you would have asked me before I was with him, I would have told you that I was a pretty self-aware person. I would probably say I was more self-aware than most. And then after being with him, I guess I realized how little of myself I actually knew. And that was so surprising to me. And hard for me I think because initially I punished myself for that it was why do you keep choosing these people why do you keep choosing men who you know can't give you what you want why is this an area of your life that you feel like you just can't get quote unquote right why is this an area of your life that you have to define by getting right or wrong Mm-hmm. Um, why did you do this for so long? Why didn't you speak up about this, that, and the third earlier? Why didn't you have the skills and the tools to communicate how you're feeling when you've given when you've been given so many tools to do so and have been so blessed to have existed and moved through and explored so many emotionally and creatively supportive environments? And still, you can't do this thing. And so I definitely went to a place of whatever hurt your feeling is your fault. You did this. You had every opportunity to change mm-hmm. it. And then you didn't. Afterward. Um, after the breakup, mm-hmm. rather. 
And then I think I'm also still moving from that place of, of, of learning to be gentler with myself and giving myself permission and giving myself permission that maybe this is going to take time for me. And it was something that in my head, I felt like so many other people were able to do or, you know, there's a reason why other people have had this opportunity several times and much earlier than you have. And, and there's obviously something wrong with you that you not. And then the second that you get it, look at how you didn't utilize it to its fullest advantage or to its fullest opportunity. And, and I'm definitely learning to be gentler with myself about that. And realizing that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it might just take me, it might take me a little longer than it maybe does other people. And it made me examine that, you know, ultimately it's not them. It's me. It's something in me that I have to look at and work through. And once I do that, I think I'll be able to see and to receive the energy of someone who can be there for me. And I guess I realized that like I wasn't showing up for me and I didn't realize that before. Mm-hmm. I would have told you that I was like, yeah, I think I'm there for me for sure beforehand. And then afterward, I'm like, oh, there are ways in which I'm not there for myself that I didn't even realize. And I feel like to go from a position of thinking I was pretty self-aware and then sort of being put in a new position where it's like, oh, you were less self-aware than you thought you were. Mm-hmm. was difficult for me, for sure, and something that I had a very difficult time wrapping my head around. And and now I'm learning to get to a space where it can be exploratory, where I don't have to have the answers, where it doesn't have to be an answer, where I can be present with myself also, I guess. Mm-hmm. I want to know how it's felt for you to move through this last year since the breakup. I'm just going to invite you to to stay with the feeling part of it here and and not be too in your head. But I want to know the evolution of how you've actually been feeling over the past year since this breakup. First, I felt good. I felt like, okay, I did that. I can move on. We can start with relieved. Yes, yeah. So I felt I felt relieved. And then I felt sad. I felt so sad and so lonely. I was very much missing being held. I was very much missing, you know, kissing someone. I was very much missing being touched. That physical intimacy that I'd wanted for so long that though it wasn't perfect when I had it, I, I missed having it at all. And then, and then I felt angry because I guess I felt tricked in a sense. Um, yeah, I was going to say angry at who? Angry at him, angry at myself, angry at myself for giving myself, giving what I felt like was my whole self at the time to someone who was not able to give his whole self to me. I sort of like wanted it back, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Now, please. Thanks. <laughs> um, and 
I felt angry at him for for accepting it and not returning it, even though I was told I felt tricked somehow, and I don't really know. I like I I, I tricked myself. No one else tricked me, um, but I did feel tricked, and I I wanted it. Some of it, I wanted to make it somehow his fault. I also felt tricked because he you know moved in with his girlfriend, and at least at, when he first moved in, they were doing the domestic thing, and I felt so sad. I was like, you, but you told me that you didn't want that. And then it felt like, oh, you just didn't want that with me. Oh, okay, okay. I wish you would have said that in the beginning. Even though this is not at all a conversation that I'd had with this person. It's just something that I, I amassed in my head and to make myself feel worse. To give myself more to punish myself mm-hmm. about. And then I felt angry that I couldn't move on faster. I felt angry that I couldn't use this hurt as a catalyst to not still care about him in the way that I did. I felt angry that I couldn't be more clear-headed about my pain, I guess. That sounds sort of counterintuitive. Well, it's funny because it's like, um, you were talking earlier about, about in the past, your life being about producing, and it's like almost like wanting your hurt and your pain. Right. You just use the word catalyst, and you just use the word clear-headed, and it's like, <laughs> rather than just like letting yourself be hurt and be in pain... You're like angry I wanted to do something. because your hurt and your pain is not amounting yeah. to something in this moment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I feel like I stayed angry and frustrated for so long was because I was like, it has to amount to something. This has to have like turned into something I can hold. Or it has to really, it has to turn into something I can wrap my mind around. And my heart's like, nah, bro. Like it just is. <laughs> It just hurts, Mm -hmm. and that was so difficult for me to reconcile as well because there was a part of me that was fighting sitting in it like I needed to for so long. And then when I think I'm just starting to sit in it now in a lot of ways, like I'm just starting to sit in it and let it be. But interestingly enough, I found that when I started doing that, it actually started hurting less. And I got less angry. And anger is also not really an emotion I feel like I could tangibly say I experienced before him. Like when I was little, definitely. And somehow, somewhere along the way, I lost that. And I would go straight Mm -hmm. to sad. Like if something happened to me, rather than getting angry. And I actually set an intention during my relationship with him to like learn again, relearn to be angry because like that's something I wanted. I was just frustrated that it wasn't it wasn't amounting to anything that that you know the intention that I'd set that somehow learning to experience this anger was going to tangibly produce something within me, and then feeling it, feeling the anger, and then feeling like it didn't produce what I thought it should produce, and then. Now I'm getting to a point where it's like the quote-unquote product was you learning to feel it. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. That is the thing. And the, yeah. that is still huge. And letting it be big. And letting it be... And letting it be, really. I, I, and not muscling it into something else. And And that extends sort of entirely 
over my sense of my exploration of self right now in terms of really just letting myself be and no, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Actually, I just realized. Um, I love what you said about like trying to like have the pain and the anger and the hurt like produce something, and rather than just being in them. And how now that you've started to just be in them, they've started to move and transform. And I was thinking specifically exactly. about the loneliness. It's like I feel like you were really when I yeah. met you. Uh, there was a lot of, like, angst around your loneliness. And you've softened so much around that. And I think it's so gorgeous that, I mean, you and I were just texting the other night and that you, someone at a party yeah. asked you, I don't know exactly what the question was, and that you were able to, from what sounds like a really soft place, be like, you know, I'm sitting in some loneliness right now and how that actually created a connection between you and another person. Yeah. I don't know if you want to speak to that at all. Yeah, I do. It, you've been, you, Tyla, have been such an instrumental piece and in me learning to just let myself be and giving myself permission to let myself be and to have my emotions. Mm. One of the tools that we received when I was getting my um, undergraduate degree in performance was like emotions aren't going to go away if you ignore them. They're only going to go away if you feel them. And I was like, okay, I want this feeling to go away. So I'm going to feel it. But then I approached it from, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Like, this is me feeling it. I'm feeling the emotions so much. Exactly. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is me. Feel I'm feeling them so hard right now. Um, and that wasn't, that wasn't helpful if you, surprise, surprise. So, <laughs> and then uh, you were so helpful in being like, let's take a look at what that actually is and what it feels like to just really just not even, just let the water sit in your hand. Just mm. cup it gently. You know, you don't have to sort of let your palm flat out because then it's going to fall out. But also you can't make a fist with it because it's also going to fall out. You just have to let the water sit and sometimes the action quote unquote is just being with the water and not I was going to say watching the water and it's not watching the water it's just being with being with the water and holding space for the water and and only when I started god what a gorgeous analogy yeah this is great <laughs> only when I started uh, doing that did I start to really feel how I was feeling and gave myself permission to be so sad in one moment and then like so genuinely happy in the next and then like maybe angry in the next and it's exhausting but I also feel so much better and I think it's helping me it's giving my it helped me give myself also permission to be lonely I think something that I was resentful of was the fact that you know he told me that he was really going to miss me and really going to miss being with me and that was so hard for me to understand and so hard for me to hear because I'm like but you're moving in with your girlfriend I don't get I don't get how you could possibly be hurt by the situation because you get to have what you want or what I in my head had decided that he'd really wanted mm -hmm. so I had not met anyone who I had you know, a, a similarly deep connection with since he'd left. 
and I was I was angry. I was like, you you get to have you get to have the thing still, and I'm sort of back where I was before, and that feels not fair. And so to be with this loneliness and to sit with this loneliness took some of the anger out of that for me, which I'm so appreciative of, and mm-hmm. allowed me to. You know, I was looking at a picture of, of he and his and his partner the other day, and for the for the first time in a long time, it didn't make me feel sad. I I had the thought I was like, oh, he loves her so much, and like that's so nice. That's so nice, and I didn't feel that in a way that it was like I'm saying this so that I get over it, and that like <laughs> I will get the things I feel like I deserve. <laughs> like I just. <laughs> I just genuinely, I just genuinely felt it, and that felt so good to feel for him. And I think, yes, being with the loneliness and being soft around it also makes it easier to share. It makes it less feel like less of a. It feels like less of a rock on my chest and more of like a coat. Mm. That, <laughs> that you know, I'm, I'm, um. I'm a little warm in, but my body temperature is evening out in. It's so funny because you and I just had this whole conversation around how you never take your coat off. That's true. (laughs) I don't. Jonna was like talking about how she'll be inside for like a really, really, really long time and then realized that she's still wearing her coat. Oh my God, I'm the opposite. It's so funny. It's so true. And well, it's also because it's a loneliness that feels maybe not good, but it feels familiar. So it's like a coat that mm-hmm. I want to take off, but yeah. I'm like nervous to take off too. It's a, it's like a, um, it's like your blankie. It's a blankie, it is. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, and how nice that that loneliness has become your blankie instead of loneliness being this ten ton weight that you have to carry around. With you. <sighs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it doesn't. I'm realizing it doesn't have to be the enemy. I was so scared. I was terrified it was going to be. I was terrified of it. I was terrified. Well, and I want to be, I want to be very clear. The person that Jana was speaking to about her loneliness at a party the other night was a man. Yes. <laughs> and, and they had an emotional connection. Yeah. You had an emotional connection with this person that you weren't expecting. No. And it was precisely because of the way you were holding the loneliness. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you'd still been in an angry place, you would have been like, you either wouldn't have been honest. Yeah. Or if you had been honest, there would have been so much barbed energy behind it that he would have been like, well, Exactly. Ooh, yes. Yeah. You're so right. You're so right. And it was so nice to, to, I'm hesitant to reinforce this, but I feel like it was so nice to see, like, look, when you... When you just have it, it starts to, quote-unquote, produce a thing. It starts Mm. to have, when you have it, rather, when you have it, when you just have it, you are more open to receiving the energy that shows you how it's working. Whereas it was always working, I was just not able to receive it because I was, was was spending so much energy muscling the situation and now I can see how it's coming back to me. I can see how it's quote unquote making a thing. 
when I'm just letting it be. I'm so much more open. And can I? Yeah. I wanna. Can I read a text message that you sent me about this? Yeah. Before you went to the party, you verbally set the intention to have at least one really good conversation at this party, and I reaffirmed that I am open to what the universe has to offer, and life loves me, and something romantically and professionally productive will come from my loneliness, in all of its iterations. Um. And then you said, because of this experience, you said, and the universe delivered so easily and so obviously, I almost didn't even realize it until after I left the party having had, I'm going to skip that part, but a great time. And uh, (laughs) um, in reflecting, I realize that here's a person who, regardless of if we date, expressed genuine interest in me, gave me the attention I feel I require from a relationship right now and met me at my level. And it was all because I'm doing the work to invite that kind of energy into my life. And I'm still learning to handle myself from this energetic place. Like that is so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I received that text and I was just like jumping up and down and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> because the work that you have done around this Moving from a place to being angry at your loneliness to being soft and intimate with your loneliness is a big, it's like a, that's a lot of ground to cover. Oh, snaps to how you phrased that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that in this podcast today, I was more interested in talking about that journey than the journey of the actual relationship with the ex. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you ask that because I feel like right now I'm not at a place where I could even map it. Mm-hmm. What if you're never at a place where you can map it? How would that feel? Your journey with yourself. I'm learning to have that feel fine and then learning to have that feel good. <laughs> I hear the edge in your voice. You're like, That's... so this is so interesting. Oh my gosh, because this is what you just said in your voice. Yeah. was when you looked at that picture the other night and you were like, wow, he loves her so much and you felt happy about it instead of being like, wow, he loves her so much and I'm saying this so that the universe will see how I'm appreciating. <laughs> exactly. So what just happened is I was like, and how does that feel? And you were like, I'm learning for that to feel fine. Yeah. You know? And um, I just want to like, I love that that just happened because it's sometimes you have to fake it till you make it yeah. around those kind of things. And it's like, it does not feel fine right now. It honestly, doesn't. Yeah. But I'm learning for it to feel fine. And I'm going to keep saying it <laughs> until one day you look at it and you're like, you know what? This doesn't just feel fine. It feels good. Exactly. Right now it mm-hmm. feels really confusing. Mm-hmm. But so when I was, when I was in college and we'd have these conferences, you know, at the end of each semester where they're talking about our growth as actors, which a lot of the time amounted to our growth emotionally as people. And, um, and they told me one of the most important lessons that I feel like I had ever learned and that they actually explicitly told me, you will keep learning this lesson throughout your entire life is that you are never done with the emotional growth. Because that was a tendency that I had in the past to be like, okay, had that heartbreak, check, like did that. (laughs) And now like I'm in a different, I'm on the next rung of whatever ladder that doesn't exist. And like I'm moving up towards, (laughs) I don't even know what, but I'm progressing forward. 
And um, they're like, you know, it's not about that. And I was like, okay, check. I understand that. They're like, no, 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 no. That's exactly what we just said. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, check. Like, got it down. Exactly. Growth is never done. Check. <laughs> exactly. Wait, but you know what I love is I just had this awareness just now as you were talking about about my own evolution. And yeah. I was thinking about how this, this growth is never done and how we do the work in layers. And... But in the past, I've been in a place where when I clear something and then it comes up again in a deeper or bigger way, it's like the next layer. In the past, I was like, ah, like, fuck, why is this coming up again? Like, right. I cleared this one already. Like, God damn it. And then the next stage of that was like, oh, okay, here's my next layer. Like, the thing is coming up again. Uh, maybe that's kind of where I'm at right now, where I'm like, oh, hi. Hi, next layer. of <laughs> like, Right. <laughs> I'm not not necessarily happy to see you, but right. I'm, not, I'm not not happy. And then yeah. I, it's so funny because I'm realizing that where I want where I want to be ultimately, and maybe where I need to start faking it till I'm till I make it is like, <laughs> yes, like fucking yes. The next level of this growth opportunity is here for me, which means right. that I get to go deeper and higher with this yes. thing. The fun thing is that Eve, that also has its layers because I. I used to think that, and then for this entire year, I was like, why the fuck is this year again? <laughs> and then now is when I'm finally back to the excitement. I'm like, yay, yay this is a year! It's, it's so funny, because it's like, we all have the layers, and we all go through the levels, no matter how long you've been on this journey. And, I mean, our, my coach Tara Marino always says, she's like, well, when it's over, I'm dead. Right. Right. So I hope it's never over, like, <laughs> or that someday it's over, but like not anytime in the near future. And it's like, that's the way I truly want to feel every time a challenge presents itself to be like, oh boy, look, an opportunity to grow. Exactly. <laughs> like this doesn't necessarily feel good, but at the core that there's an excitement around it. Yes. Yes. And you were the first person, maybe you weren't the first person to introduce that idea to me, but you were the first person that I heard that. And... I am excited to get to that place. It is confusing for me right now because I feel like I am in the midst of doing the work to, I didn't, I guess I didn't really realize how deeply entrenched a product oriented sort of way through life was in, in, you know, in, ingrained within me. And I'm just now starting to realize it. And it's, yeah, like, even as I approach getting rid of it, it's not something that I'm going to get rid of. I'm still, I, like, I can say these words out loud and I realize that it's like, <laughs> there's a, I'm just not, I'm just, yeah, it's something that I'm going to, to, this is going to be an invitation for me to learn maybe more times than I realize. Well, and... What's really gorgeous is that it is an invitation for you to discover and delight and ground in your own worth because I feel yes. like that that deeply entrenched belief of I have to produce, this has to produce comes from a feeling that that is what makes you worth something and that's not true. I have and to I know show you, it. I know you know that's not true. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like I have to show it somehow. Like there has to, I have to show it. And it's not enough just to have it. And the gorgeous thing, I mean, is that you're obviously your pure presence is a gift. But like the, the other night at the party when you were just in presence and you're like, you know what? I'm lonely 
And the person standing across from you looked at you and felt you and went, you're worth something. You yeah. know, like energetically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else is present for you around this that you'd like to share with us before we wrap up? I just keep thinking about the one of the women that you had on your podcast who um, moved to California because of her husband's job, and they just had their Kim, yes, Kim. And I think about how one of my favorite moments of the podcast was when you asked her the final question of, of where she was or where she, how she felt since the transition or since since the anniversary of the move. And she was honest and said, I want to say something really positive, but she said she was still angry. And that resonated with me so much in giving herself permission to still feel that. And I feel like that's sort of where I am right now. Not that I'm angry per se, but I'm still giving myself permission to not be over it. I'm giving myself permission to feel all of the feelings that I feel around it. I'm giving myself permission to also, you know, in that, in that, um, I am not your guru, uh, documentary, he says you all, you know, to blame intelligently, to also blame the person who you feel like hurt you for the things that they gave you too. And for the gifts that being mm-hmm. with him gave me and for the gifts that he gave me and for the kindnesses that he showed me, I'm learning to also, you know, quote unquote, blame him for that too. And allowing myself, you know, a, a, another part of me was like, the faster you get over this, the faster you'll be able to get what you want. And just trusting and believing that like that scarcity, it's not scarce. And so I just really, I think about that podcast moment so often so oh. so often and I'm like I want to live my life from that presence and from that honesty um and from that sense of permission so Donna I'm going to ask you to close your eyes once more and take a breath and feel how you're feeling right now in your body as you reflect on the breakup and everything that's happened before and since and share with us in one word how you're feeling ready (sighs) I love that yeah that's good stuff no one said that before (laughs) that might be my favorite (laughs) one that everyone's anyone's ever said (laughs) not that it's a contest (laughs) of course except Tyler just made it (laughs) (laughs) well I guess you know what the response was the response inside inside of me that when you said that is was that is how I want to feel ready Mm. okay so our last question is if you could go back to a year ago today and speak directly to yourself from the woman that you are now what would you say to her (sighs) that this is okay and that you're going to be okay. And it feels big. And it will continue to feel big. And you will also continue to feel more big things. And 
that's a good thing. It's a scary thing. But it's an exciting thing. And it's like you, you are living your life. Like you are in it. You're, you are the only one doing it. And it's not going to happen to you. You have to participate. Mm. And this is what it feels like. It feels all of the feels to do so. And, and But that's so enriching. And it feels so much fuller than where you were before. And that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Can you also just tell her you love her? Just do it for me. I love her. <laughs> I love her. I love her. She's doing so much great yeah. work and like asking so many questions, <laughs> which is so funny because I normally ask questions, so many questions anyway, um, but asking those questions of herself and, and, and sticking with it and not, I don't want to say giving up because I don't think I would ever give up on myself, but not reverting to easier tendencies. Oh my God, Jana, thank you so much for talking to us today and being my friend. Thank you for having me and for being my friend. Oh my god. That was the best thing anybody's ever said. (laughs) Like on the podcast. I know people say it in life often, but it was just funny the way that you said it because Ah, it's on a podcast. Jonna was texting you were texting me the other night about the party and and I was literally saying out loud to Matt, I was like, I just love my friends so much. Uh, I love you, Tyla, and I'm so excited to have finally met you, Sally. I'm so excited. Yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to have nonstop yeah. parties. All of them, just all the parties. <sighs> oh, my goodness. And thank you, listeners, for partying with us today. Yes. I would love to know what this episode and this conversation have sparked inside of you because there was so much really gorgeous content here. Uh, Jenna, do you want to plug your social media? Do you want people to be able to find you, follow you? I do. I am Jonna, J-A-H as in Hannah, and as in Nancy, A for Ron, F as in Frank, E-R-R-O-N as in Nancy <laughs> hyphen Smith on Facebook. You're saying so many words, and I'm j- we're going to put it in the show notes. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> because I've got two names, or I say them, and then I watch Jay people's faces. Jay is in Jupiter. Like, it does just not compute um, what my name is. They're like, I just, I, words. Um, so then, so yeah, good. you can find me at that name on Facebook to check out any of the plays that myself or my colleagues have going up. I work with some incredible artists and I would love to share some art with y'all if you're in New York. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Sally, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me at Sally Simply on all the social media or at sallymercedes.com or at unmutedexpression.com. And if you're in LA, let's be friends. I'm going to do full moon and or new moon circles and I'd love to have you there email me you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com and you can just be like i'm in la sally let's hang 
<laughs> oh my gosh. And if anybody wants to find me on the internet, I'm at Tyla Fowler on all the social media, tylafowler.com. And we are a year ago podcast.com, a year ago podcast on all social media. Mm-hmm. And you can email us at a year ago podcast at gmail.com about anything and everything. And we really hope that you do. Mm-hmm. And our intro outro music is provided by Zena Hell, who's amazing. And you can follow her at Z Y N A H E L on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Those are all of the things. We did it, guys. We recorded this episode. (laughs) Hooray! I didn't know if it was ever going to (laughs) happen. Wait, how many times have you had to guess do you think that the audio stopped and we had to, like, reload? I would say at least ten. Yeah, that's that sounds fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Jonna, thank you. I love you so thank much. Thank you for having me. I love you, too. Thanks again, guys. <sighs> okay. Until next time. Peace out. Okay, bye. <laughs>